everyone. Welcome to the Ready to Talk podcast. I am Trixie, aka the Thoughtful Beast, and I am your host. Today, we are holding space with style and grace with Ignatius, who is a super dope mental health advocate. He's also another creative. He's actually the city manager of the Asian Creative Network um, chapter here in San Diego. He's amazing. I'm really excited that um, he'll be on this podcast multiple times because I love having mental health conversations with him. Um, It's a big part of his life, just like it is mine. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. We are here to talk about holding space, space with style and grace. And so Ignatius, can you tell us a little bit by about what holding space means? Yeah, so I feel like this holding space is something that is seen in almost every, actually every relationship you're gonna have in some type, way, or form. But holding space is essentially when you know someone comes up to you, maybe they have a have an issue or they're in an emotional state and they're maybe dealing with anxiety and it's really hard. How can you talk them through it or validate them so that? you might be able to calm them. So essentially holding space is, is that. It's not necessarily fixing, right? What we're gonna talk about later, it's not necessarily fixing what's happening, but just, hey, you and I are in the space. Let's just be present right here and like validate that person's emotions. Yeah, and um, I love this topic when Ignatius picked it because I think a lot of people like honestly like they panic or they freak out or like like which is like you know mental illness is hard there's not a lot known about it if like you don't already know because you live with it or someone else like you know has it um so it's kind of just like this new thing that people are just getting into so a lot of people don't know what to do when it's just Mm. like you know someone comes with you and they're just like i think i'm depressed or i think i have anxiety and like right, right. the the optimist in me wants to say, you know, like a lot of the negative feedback things that we get is not because people want to be hateful necessarily, but it's just because there's a lack of education and knowledge around it and what to do. Because it, it is something that is heavily stigmatized and that people don't talk about a lot. So it's like when you try to bring you know, when you just try to tell people, like people in general, like it doesn't necessarily go over well. And again, it's not necessarily like people are trying to um, be mean to you or invalidate you, but they also really don't know how to validate you or just like know what to do with you in general. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I love this topic. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely something that isn't like showcased while growing up, not not often, right? No one, it's not often that like a parent or someone you look up to or wherever sits you down like, hey, here's like how you go about validating people's emotion. Oftentimes these are learned behaviors that we have to watch through other other people and that's where we pick it up from. Mm-hmm. But, you know, necess- not necessarily, we don't know if it's like the right way to go about it either. We're just like, okay, I see that person's doing that. I'm going to try it out. Yeah. And I feel like, unfortunately, a lot of what we end up mimicking, because again, mental health is new, especially with, um, for people, especially minorities or people like in, um, you know, in poverty, like it just tends to be like mental health isn't real because there's no time. Like we're all Mm. about surviving. We're all about, you know, like trying to make it. Um, So what we see a lot in our childhood are like invalidation, like of these things, right? Like you're not depressed. You need to work. Like, I don't understand what you're talking about. Like those kind of things where it's just like, Mm. you know, like, and, and those things are really harsh and they're very hurtful. And I would like to say like, no one's trying to, you know, like your parents or whoever say that to you, like they're not trying to validate you, but like, they just have a different, right priority i guess because they are coming from a different space totally 100 percent. like their upbringing and how that influences oftentimes especially for asian americans uh, me being vietnamese yeah our parents my parents are very much in survival mode or 
thinking about how to provide for me so they didn't have time to focus on their emotional capacity or emotional literacy for that matter. Uh, I love when you use emotional literacy. So you taught me that term and I just like, would you like, please kind of explain it a little bit, even though it, it might seem self-explanatory, but I just like, like it a lot. So could you please explain it? Yeah, to us? well, it's important for everybody to have the knowledge, the language, but yeah. So emotional literacy is, it's essentially you being able to like sense inside your body, what you are feeling and vocalize it. Like, are you able to, to let someone know that, Hey, right now I am experiencing that feeling of anger. Hey, right now I'm feeling really sad or um, anxious. Right. So just feeling inside the body, recognizing what that feeling or emotion is, letting it out, telling someone. Yeah. And it's like, it's again, it's not, it's something that a lot of us don't have. Like emotional literacy, like, is it, we're not fluent, yo. <laughs> like we're not. It's um, not a language that we was first born with. No, it's true. It's true. Exactly. So like, yeah, it says like Asians in the U.S. are too busy trying to assimilate that they don't have time for feelings. And like, yeah, that definitely has to go with like what we were talking about. And yeah, like, again, like it's not coming from a place of hate, but it definitely has like its sort of toxicity and its negative consequences upon us children and even upon them as well. Right. Like they don't like our parents they also don't get the benefits of being emotionally literate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's unfortunate. And I feel like that's our part. At least I feel like I'm responsible in my generation to, to try to, to end that cycle, to, mm -hmm. to bring in emotional literacy to, to myself and like, hopefully give that to my parents for them to be able to express themselves. And it's definitely a process too to to see like my parents open up about what they go through but i think it takes it in part takes our vulnerability in order to do that that is super like interesting and um if you don't mind like talking about like how would you even approach that because i don't even know how i would approach that with like my, my parents are just very like this isn't a thing <laughs> like you know what i mean so I, I, if you could talk a little bit about like how you approached it with your parents i feel like a lot of people would be interested in that mm. okay so with my parents i mean you know my my parents aren't together so i with my dad i feel like it's a lot easier because he speaks uh english a lot more fluent and with him it's it's been easier to express my vulnerabilities with him. Um, let me see how the high phrase this. It imparts, I feel like it's in part, like you have to be able to open yourself up vulnerably. And I think that's the, the scariest part, right? I think for either parents, especially for my mom, like, um knowing that she will most likely like tell me like oh you're doing this wrong you're doing that wrong or like my i am mom mother knows best this this and this i have put it upon myself to also try to challenge her mm. and i recognize that like not everybody can do that with their parents or like feel safe enough because for many many reasons right I feel like me being in the mental health field, like at least I can tell my mom, like, hey, like this is what they're saying, or, um, you know, this is what I've learned, and and so it's it's definitely a slow process. It's definitely not like something that can happen right away. So you're basically saying like you kind of do it by example. I do it by example. Yes, there's um Ooh. like something um i wrote the other day was like a gratitude type of writing for my mom and it's just like what am i grateful for for my mom and um it was from this facebook group that was like like teaching us about gratitude and things like that and the activity is you're gonna have to tell your your parents or whoever you wrote that thing to you're supposed to like tell that to them 
And so I feel like there's been many moments with my mom where like, I feel a lot of anxiety. I feel a lot of vulnerability, just like mom, like this happened to me. I just want you to know. Um, and I, you know, like, I'm like very, I already expect what is to be perceived. And usually I, I expect it to be perceived in like the way that I'm not, I don't want it to. So that sometimes she, when she like goes against the grain, like, I'm like, oh my gosh, like mom, you are blowing my expectations out the waters. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think it definitely, it takes that, that self work, you know, like being able to like hold space for yourself and ground yourself when doing that with your parents. Cause I know with a lot of people, especially Asian Americans, could be a very triggering conversation to even want to do. Yes, I'm triggered. <laughs> like, I mean, honestly, like thinking about doing it, like I, I like so many Asian Americans and so many other people who, you know, are an Asian American, like there are a lot of us who just like, don't feel like it is a safe space or it's even possible to like, say like, to be like, hey mom, like I'm sad or I'm going through something and it turned out like turned out like even like remotely okay and so i feel like you saying like you know you have to start with holding space by yourself i would love for you to talk about like what that means because i feel like that is a good first step like how can you approach other people and expect them and teach them to for to so teach them how to give you space to hold space for you if you can't do it for yourself yeah wow Okay, so you're asking me, <laughs> how, do, how do you hold space for yourself, right? Yes, how do we start that? And that's like, that's probably like one of those big subject ideas where it's like, there's this much because everybody's journey, everybody's traumas, um, all that looks different, right? So like, like where do we even begin to, to dig in on these things? Like, how do you personalize holding space for yourself? But I, I do feel like there are things that are like, pretty streamlined across like self-care right like like self-compassion like it, it often starts from that idea of self-compassion how can i um recognize when i am being a an asshole to myself right like you've probably seen a lot of those posts on facebook or instagram how can i be a best friend to to this person but i can't be a best friend to myself um so maybe an easier way to break down like how to hold space for myself is like when I start talking about emotional bids and the things that we're going to talk about today, um, some of those skills you can use to validate yourself and your own emotions and all of that. Did you make like a PowerPoint <laughs> or like, did you make like some sort of like organized thing? Should I let you go with a speech? Do you want <laughs> You say very prepared. You know? I love it. I love it. I, I love it. I just like. <laughs> I got like four or five of my like notes and templates and things that I've created curriculums pulled up right now. So. Oh my god! I'm, I'm go. so excited. We're probably gonna have to do this like in multiple streams, but I'm super excited. <laughs> um, okay, so I guess pick one. <laughs> Let's pick one. Let's pick right. one that seems the most, you know. Yeah, so to know. I'm, gonna, I'm going to talk about a concept called emotional bids. And when I've learned about this, this was a game changer in my life where I started noticing the relationships in my life just completely change and like go on to up and up. And I'm like, wow, something so small and so simple can very much like change the course of my relationships. So I'm going to teach or I'm going to share uh, what emotional bids are. Yes, please teach and share. <laughs> All right. Are you familiar with it, by the way? No, I've never heard of that. So I'm excited. Okay, cool. So there's this concept. It's called emotional bids and it's coined by psychologist John, Dr. John Gottman, who, man, his job is tight. This guy just gets to study how relationships work so like that's that's what he does that's his job like oh, how do we, how how do we make get these healthy relationships going anyway so so in this study it's been um um 
it's been done for like four decades already. Um, what he did was he took a group of 136 newlywed couples to just retreat. And what him and his team of scientists, researchers did was they, they studied how they interact with one another. And within the first five minutes, John Gottman was able to predict up to 94% of the time if these couples were going to stay together six plus years down the line or not. Oh, shit. So in five minutes, in five minutes, dude was like, y'all's going to stay together long term down the line. And I think that's pretty wild to, to think about because... It's pretty wild. Yeah, it's pretty wild. It's like, what kind of superpower? But I'm going to tell you what the superpower is. It's science. So, <laughs> so, so what they found was um, something called emotional bids. And an example for an emotional bid, I'm just going to emotional bid right now, is like when, when someone goes, oh, hey, look at these clothes I have on. What do you think? Oh, I feel so stressed out right now. Whoa, did you see that over there? Dude, that purple flying monkey was so ill with the dance moves. <laughs> <laughs> I like Literally. that. That's good. That's a good one. So anything that is uh, an attempt for connection from one person to the other person, that's an emotional bid. So that being said, we pretty much make emotional bids our whole entire, like majority of the time we're making emotional bids to literally everybody we talk to. So emotional bids is just like when we try to connect. So like any yeah. anything where I'd be like, oh my God, Ignatius, like, like literally just verbally connecting with you, it's verbal, emotional bids are ver verbal? It could be nonverbal too. So it's, yeah, it's like, right? Yeah, if, if I'm like, if I'm, if I'm like, and, yeah, and then you, okay, leave yeah, me, you leave me hanging, you know, like, <laughs> like I might feel type of way, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Okay. Great. So he, so those were in that, that's what an emotional bit is. And then. Yes. So, and so, and then he found that, so there's three ways to respond to a bid, right? And he found that couples who did something called turning towards a bid, right? Turning towards a bid. Those couples who did that majority of the time, like 80 plus percent of the time, they were the ones that were just stayed together long terms. But couples that didn't do what's called turning towards and maybe only did it like 33% in their relationships and their partners, those are the ones that failed. Okay, so explain to us what turning towards is then, because apparently that's yes. very, very, very important. Uh, very important indeed. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for following me on that journey. <laughs> I'm turning towards you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let me let me pull up these I notes. I love it. He's so prepared. There's like notes up there. I love it. That's that's super. Well, they're pretty so. self-explanatory. Sorry. So like when you're turning towards. Here are two people. They are turning towards each other, right? So that is essentially you are validating whatever that bit is. Like, hello, good sir. Oh, hello. High five, high five. Psh. That's what turning towards is. Turning, number two is turning away, right? So turning away could be, it could look like this. Um, hey, hey, son, I um, bought a new baseball video game that I want to play with you. Son is on his l laptop playing Minecraft. Uh-huh, that's cool, dad. Yeah, sure, whatever. Um, maybe we could play later, whatever. I want to play Minecraft. So he's turning away. <laughs> right, so you might see that in real life. Like people, like people are talking to you and the person is very much on their phone, zoned out, uh-huh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's, that's cool. All right, bet. But you, you sense that they didn't really have your, they weren't listening to you or like they didn't give you your, your attention. Mm -hmm. And uh, last one is turning against. And so turning against is essentially like, oh, check out this fresh fly fit. Copped it at the thrift store. 
oh man dude you look like uh a freaking bear and not a good one either you know it's like someone who's just roasting you like i'm not saying roasting is bad but like like someone who's just like that's that's the ugliest thing i ever seen in my life like i can't believe you picked out that bear looking shirt it's horrible not even a good bear (laughs) not even not even a good bear. Not even a good bear. Example. Um, so um, what is it, just to kind of like clarify, like can it still be um, turning towards, like say if like you asked me like how is this jacket, like what if I said like, you know, I don't actually think that looks best on you, um, but it's not bad or like actually I don't think that looks best on you. Let's make it simple. Like if I just say actually like Ignatius, like a lot of things look good on you, but not that. Like, is that still right. turning towards, even though it's like a, a negative response? You know what I mean? Right, right. So it doesn't mean you have to validate everything that is like turning toward doesn't necessarily mean you have to agree with what's happening, but you could actually validate what they said, you know? So like, for an, for example, like if I came up to you and I was like, hey, Trixie, I really, um, what do you think of this shirt? And you said, you know, um, let's see. Well, I could, you know, I could see why you why you picked that out. Um, and I think your other style or what you're wearing the other week may suit may have suited you better. So, like, it, it's kind of. Um, I think we could dive into it a little bit more, but you definitely don't have to agree with what they're saying, right? It's not about like lying to this person to make them feel good. Mm-hmm. because you might you might you want to have your own opinions still right yeah it seems more like validating with like respect you know like giving someone your attention like actually paying attention and being present in the conversation 100 100 percent. yeah and that that kind of goes into like the but and and statements uh <laughs> we can talk about that later too it's definitely a lot of stuff in this emotional bids um okay do you want me to continue on yes i would love for you to continue on okay so in essence what we would want to do as people is to turn towards emotional bids majority of the time right so to become aware of when someone's making a bid but and to turn towards them when they are making that bid and it's good to note that we are human beings. We are not perfect. We will mess up. We might miss a bid. We might be very exhausted and things like that. And sometimes we miss bids. That's human. That's normal. Don't beat yourself up if you miss a bid. Okay. So, man, this is like a whole, like, I've taught this, right? Like it, it takes like a whole hour. So I, I really just want for this like back and forth, just try to get like the meats and potatoes. I'm trying yeah, to like cut for out. Sure. As, like, I'll like give it's you like, we're already, it is. I, and I will like, I would love to have you back obviously. So I'm just also going to give you like, um, I do an hour or around an hour and it's been 26 minutes just to keep that in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, so whatever that means, like, obviously I can have you back. Like, it's not a big deal. <laughs> like, don't feel like let's do it all you miss things you really want to say so yeah Jeez, this audition's going really well <laughs> <laughs> all right all right go, so, go, 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 go. Uh, so essentially with emotional bids it pairs up with validation right mm-hmm. so what what is validation um so validation is essentially the act of helping someone feel heard and understood and there's this quote from the, the book I read. The book's called I Hear You by Michael Sorensen. But um, where is that? Oh, man. Dude, was it? Oh, it was, the quote was on another page. Sorensen? S-O-R-E-N-S-O-N? S. Sorensen. Oh, okay, here's the quote. But it's a S O R E N S E N. S O R E N S E N? Yeah. Oh, God. 
I just put it in the chat, sorry. So that's the book. So go ahead with the quote. Okay, the quote is, being listened to and heard is one of the greatest desires of the human heart. And those who learn to listen are the most loved and respected. And then the question is, what is the difference between heard versus listen? Right, because he said being listened to and heard. Yeah. Yeah, so what do you make of that? Like when I say that to you, like what does it mean to be heard and listened to? Well, I guess I would say like being heard is like one, like actually someone like paying attention to you. Like I actually like, or this would be interchangeable, but what I am assuming like one means like you're actually like listening, like physically listening and paying attention. And um, so I guess I'd be listened and then heard would be like, I actually understand what you were trying to say to me. Like, I get it. Mm. Like, cause like you can listen to words, right? But like, you're not necessarily heard. It's like, yeah, I listened to you. You were complaining. You said this, 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 but it's just like, well, you didn't get the point. Like I, what, I don't think I was complaining. I was listing like my grievances to why this is wrong. So that's my interpretation. I could be wrong. Right. <laughs> You're, Does that mean yes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're on the dot, dude. Uh, hey. <laughs> it's like you read this book or something. I didn't, but thank uh, you. <laughs> you might you might just be a master val validator. I try. Oh, I try. I try. Right. All right. So we essentially to um, turn towards right. It's it's a validation and. Why do we need to validate? Because people, we, as people, right, we want acceptance, attention, and approval, right? That's like, that's like core human things that we want. Yay or nay? Yes. yes. Hell yeah. All right. I hope everybody who's watching is like, yeah, man, I want some attention, approval, acceptance, like, yeah, real, though. like does. it feels good, right? When we, when we receive yeah. that, we're like, <clears throat> It's yes, right here in the does. heart. It does. It does. You are okay. not wrong. So moving forward, essentially, um, we just got to validate what people say. And since today we're talking about holding space, I kind of want to like showcase for the, those who are watching what it's like to validate someone when you're holding space. Yes. Yes, please. Right. Yes, please. Right. Cause you can validate like, oh look, hey, I got a, I got an A plus on my test. Oh, you such a boss, dude. Good job. Let's go out for a burger to celebrate. All right, that's very that's very easy to validate. But but what about those very tough ones, right? Some things we mentioned, where someone's like, ah oh, man, I just I don't know if I'm gonna pass school, cause I've been really bad at taking my tests and not paying attention. All right, okay, how do we validate that? How do we validate relationship issues, right? Like, you're making me so upset because you never washed the dishes. Mm -hmm. Right. So essentially to validate, um, how about you give me a scenario? Or like you, what we're going to do, we're gonna just gonna role play real quick. You're just going to come to me with an issue and I will validate it. Okay. Um, I'm actually going to do something similar to school one, just because I think that's like a good example. So like, dude, like, I don't even know, like what I'm going to do. Like school is going to now be online cause it's quarantine, but I don't do well learning online. Like I'm an in-class person. And even when I've tried to take like online classes before, like I always did really horribly. So does this like, am I now just going to do horribly for the rest of at least this, like, school year? Like, that seems really bad. Like, I feel like this is just, like, going to mess up everything. Mm. Yeah, I could imagine that would bring up a lot of feelings of fear and even frustrations because you, you know that you might not be able to pass your classes if it's online versus in person. So it would make sense for you to to feel the way that you do. Bam. Okay. Did that feel validating? It did. I felt heard. <laughs> like it did. Like, no, like I love it. Like, and I think the mistake that 
people not mistake i guess like the misconception that people have is that when you validate people like it has to be like i'm making you feel better like it always has to be like girl you got this like don't like you know like you'll be fine you'll be fine right like that which can feel which like you know sometimes that's great but sometimes that can actually feel super invalidating because you're like i just told you that i don't think i can do this for like reasons like I historically can't do this. I'm not just like doubting myself. I'm going like on my past history. Right, right. 100%. And what's funny is like, while you're telling me that there's like this part in my brain, that's like, Oh, but she can like get an online tutor, and it'll work out. But that is not what that is probably not what you want to hear, right? Like you weren't mm -hmm. you weren't seeking necessarily, like, if you came to me, maybe you want to be heard first rather than like, I need advice. Oh, yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And actually, um, I guess if you have something more to say about this, like, please, please do so. But also, like, um, I would love to know your feelings on, like, when do you change from validating to giving advice? Like, what's your what's your advice on that? <laughs> well, luckily, this this book that I read, the I Hear You book, like, covered all of it and I like, I try to put it inside my soul very deep and internally because, mm -hmm. you know, like I've struggled in the past a lot with, um, with doing that. And so to answer your question of like, when should you give advice? Well, for me, I like, I personally, I personally enjoy like when someone comes up to me with an issue or problem, I will ask them, are you looking for validation do you just need someone to hear you or are you looking for advice that way i know right away if i need to do this this and this and this oh right? that's and, so, that's good yeah because like if you just clear it up right in the beginning then you'll be fine and then you can put like the appropriate listening ears on <laughs> just like, right you're right it helps it helps um like frame that for you too right yeah you're like you're putting the right ears on you're like okay now i know not to be in this mode where my brain is like constantly turning and like trying to and, solve um, it they, yeah trying to solve it and that's um it's something called the writing reflex and we all have it to an extent right um especially i know they like especially like conversations between uh I would say people who identify as, as a men, when, when we like conversate, it's like, oftentimes my homies might just right, go right into like advice mode. And I'm like, Oh, I didn't actually want that. <laughs> I just want you to hear me, dude. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I started off with there first, like, do you need advice or are you just looking for validation? Then I hear What's them out. I feel like people that I just like, I, I, I feel like there's nothing wrong with what you're saying. And I'm like, yeah, I'd want it asked that way too. But I feel like some people, like when you ask them, like, are you just looking for validation or like, it comes off like, bitch, you looking for validation? Like, you know what I mean? Like it comes off like such as a negative thing, which is really unfortunate. Cause it's right. like, that's what you are looking for. I'm not saying this like validation asking for validation unfortunately has like a very negative connotation so you I are feel like what you're right yeah you're right. so people like usually go like hey like you know like just want to vent like i'll listen if you want to vent we all need to vent like yeah yeah you're right i mean validation is a very like me language mm -hmm. doesn't apply to everybody so yeah if you want to like skip that part you could have to say do you just uh do you just need an ear like someone to hear you out that sounds that sounds like love yeah yeah like it's it's super funny because like that's a you language but like that would be a me language too like i would say that i'm like oh, give me the validation like i need the validation right. i would not take right. it in like a negative way at all but i know a lot of people would feel like what are you trying to say though <laughs> that i need validation and you're just like yes <laughs> like right right no okay no <laughs> like yeah do you, are you do you feel like you're like a pretty emotional literate person i do 
<laughs> I mean, like this, you know, like we we like we became friends because I was like, I do mental health, and you were like, Oh, she has mental health, like so do I, and I was like, Yeah. I mean, you know, like years of therapy and years of just like trying to help myself, really, right? And just like you know, making a lot of mistakes, lots of lots of reflecting on who I used to be. Like, I think that I was a person like who did not hold space for others. Like, mm. and I definitely thought it was helpful. And I was very like, no, your problems are stupid. Like, this isn't even really a problem. Like, like high school, right? Like you and your boyfriend are like fighting over like a movie, like which movie you want to go to. This is like a stupid problem. And then I just feel like real problems are like people being in prison who don't need to be in prison. Like, you know what I mean? And be like, these are real problems. And it's just like, I was very right. invalidating. And I definitely mm. like would give advice freely without ever being asked. And I was just very strict. And it's like, I was strict with myself too. So it's just like funny. Cause it's just like, I feel like when I realized I was that way and I had like how much of, I was being like a jerk, basically, I like was like, no, I need to be, I need to be better at being like a better person, like a, a, like a good person. Like I thought mm. I was being a good person. Then I realized I was being like a butt face and I was like, not nah, too. <laughs> like, I can't be like this. Like I need to be way more compassionate. <laughs> so yeah. Right. Oh, that's my <laughs> that must've sucked for those people in high school. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like but, I, I mean, we, a lot of us didn't know who the hell we were back then. So yeah. that's fair. You know, like it sucks that we did that understandable though yeah yeah very much yeah. damn man i was gonna say uh <laughs> i was gonna say i think it's funny like um because i'm pretty i'm at this point where i i've done a lot of self-work so like i'm also pretty self-aware when i'm feeling an emotion and i psychoanalyze the crap out of myself too <laughs> when i'm like oh, feeling an emotion yeah. and so like for for someone to say for me i will tell someone like I need validation right now. Like I was straight up like just when I come up to someone, I'm like, I need validation. Oftentimes I'll just do that straight up. So they know what to do for me. Yeah. And I, I'm saying like, it's a problem too. Cause like I've said that to people and I realize like, like say, like I said it to my boyfriend. Right. And he thinks that I mean, like, I need you to tell me I'm pretty. Like, I need you to whatever. And I'm like, that is a kind of validation. I'm like, oh, shit, that's not what I was talking about. And I didn't realize that's what he thought that I meant until, like, a couple months later. And then I realized, I'm like, oh, this is why he does it. He feels weird about validating me this whole time. Like, we were talking about, like, different connotations of validation. Even though, like, it is, you know, it is validating for someone to say you're, you're pretty. I more so meant, like, I need to feel, like you're listening, like the emotional bit, like I need to feel like you're listening when I'm talking, like I need to, you know, like I need for you to be like, yes, I heard you. Like if we're like in another room and like yell something out that I need something. So I know that you're coming mm. like stuff like that. It's just like, I need that. Or you just for you to like, it's okay for, um, you know, to when it's just like, when I say like, I need a second stuff that you, when you walk away that you actually give me a little context to be just be like, yeah, okay. I heard you. Let me give you space and not just walk away. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like things right, like right. that, like that's validation I needed. And that's kind of why I brought it up. Cause like people, I feel like I didn't realize that that was a thing until I was like, Oh, this is what people think. What I mean sometimes when I say validation. Like I don't mm. mean compliments. Oh, that's, that's really, sorry. That was a shorter way, more efficient way of me saying that people think you right. mean compliments when you say validation. Right. I feel like just to add on to what you're saying that like that word validation can be very specific to what that person's upbringing is. Right. Mm -hmm. Because everybody experiences that the same. So like in the same sense, you know, when you're talking to a friend or a partner or whoever, like, asking like how how do you feel most validated like what can i do to make you feel most validated because because it could be very much individualized like sometimes sometimes you need space and like that could be validating to get space you mm -hmm. know but some some people don't understand that mm -hmm. that like that like getting space is like you are validating my emotions by letting me like sit in my emotions yeah 
Yeah, and they're just, yes, because there becomes very like black and white rules. Like, no, you should never walk away. Like when you're having a disagreement, and it's just like, nah, some people need to walk away. <laughs> like, if you know you need to walk away, because you know, like some people like are just they're more ex like reactive, like outwardly reactive, like mm -hmm. you know, with like their emotions, and like when you're aware of that like i feel like it's okay like if you know like hey like i have a temper or i tend to lash out when i'm frustrated at first and i don't want to do that like that should be acceptable for you to say that and just be like hey i know like i i don't want to say something that i'm going to regret like i know like that's like my bad habit like i need to walk away like i feel like that shouldn't be looked down upon <laughs> it's mm. just like they literally told you what they needed and they're literally telling you that they're trying to not hurt you right 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 man communication yeah <laughs> it, really, it really be like that though it does it does yes um so i'm gonna tell you now we have like around 15 minutes so i don't know okay. what you want to do we can just like keep drawing it back to like holding space and like gearing it more towards that in general or what what would you like to do ignatius it's your time um Okay, well, let me just give give like one nugget to, to yeah. walk away with. So like with with validation in particular, um, like when we go back to the scenario we were talking about earlier, it's just a, it's a very important that I like identify what your emotion that you're feeling is and offer you justification. That's number two, offer justification for feeling that emotion. So uh, for whatever it is, I mean, let's just say you got an A plus, right? Mm -hmm. Like very validating things for me to say like, wow, that is very exciting that you got an A plus. Like you worked really hard on that. Mm. Okay, bam. Like, like that's extra validation. That's extra sauce instead of like, cool. I'm like, I sauced it up. I yeah. hyped you up, right? <laughs> but even in like uh, in a, a conversation that can be a little bit more uh, emotional where someone's like, uh, I'm not... I'm not feeling too good. I feel like I'm about to fail my class. All right. And then one could actually just dig in a little bit more and like ask questions on that and then give that validation piece. So it's very much like identifying that emotion and then giving justification. Can we actually like keep going with that scenario? Cause I feel like that's just such a good example, like to work through, like, would you mind that? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Um, okay. Let's, let's do that. Let's, um, let's start over. Okay. Yeah, so I think, I think it'd be great for people to like, kind of just see how it all happens and comes okay. together. And okay. just to say like, I am not like, I am not like expert tier like level right i think at any point or any situation sometimes that's it i am a human being okay ready yes okay so ignatius like i feel like i'm freaking out because like with this quarantine all my spring courses are going to go online and I know I'm bad like at online courses like I every time I take an online course like I barely pass and even with that like I've already like failed two out of five and so I'm like really scared because if everything becomes online like it's just it's just harder for me to learn like it's harder for me to absorb things so like I I, I don't know what I'm going to do mm. man that that must be really scary and frustrating because you want to pass your class but going online can have a lot of difficulties as you mentioned in your past is there is there anything that you're looking to do that could maybe help you out no i'm super lost like i don't i don't mm. know what to do like i don't know what to do like i don't like i try to like contact like a counselor but like they're they're like still not back at school yet either like it's really weird like i don't know what i'm doing okay i'm gonna pause right there okay so um so i validated your emotions and then um so like what i'm essentially doing right now is just kind of like asking information from you like because i don't have the whole story right 
Mm -hmm. And and like I don't want to assume that you've already done these things that you already look for a counselor out. So, um, so like that's essentially what I'm doing for for those who are watching. Like I and personally for me, like when people come to to me, I'll validate first, and um, I'll very much like try to put the ball back in their court as to like, you know, what do they want to do? What are they already thinking? What's in their mind? Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Resume scenario. Um, so, can you say I your last part? I don't know what to yeah. do. I don't know what to do. There are no counselors to talk to. Mm. Okay. So, pause again. So, like, let's just say I did have something in mind, right? Because you, you seem like you're stressed out, and maybe I did have advice. And so, this would be the part where I, like basically ask the question and and the person could decide whether or not they want to receive this advice and so i can say things like can can i offer you my suggestion can i can i give my opinion on that you basically want to make sure like the other person has that choice because one you want to make sure that like they have full autonomy Right. You're not trying to like overshadow the conversation by like spewing your advice. Mm -hmm. So if they say no, like, don't do it. <laughs> don't, just don't do it. But if they say yes, like, okay, give your advice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's All right. good. All right. Yeah. Resume. Resume. Okay. So let's yeah. say, like, you know, like, I really don't know what to do, Ignatius. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I super don't know. Like, I'm lost. Shoot, I imagine that you would be. Hmm. I... I have some thoughts on that. Do you mind if I share with you? Yes. Yes. Yes, please. Well, I... I see, like, right now a lot online. There's a lot of these different Zoom calls and a lot of um, schools are very active on their emails talking about like tutoring groups or accountability groups have you thought about have you looked into that or like is that something of your interest no i actually haven't looked at that yet I, yeah that's definitely something i want to look out that seems more helpful like if i get like some sort of like one-on-one -on -one time like if they have that i feel like that would make me feel a lot better yeah i feel like there could be a lot of benefit from that because i i know like this quarantine has been really tough and it seems like I've seen my professors struggle with that transition too. So everybody's trying to figure it out and um, maybe that might be a good direction to lean towards. Cool. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to end the conversation. Cool. Thanks. Ignatius. You're super cool. <laughs> no, I think that's really good. And um, what I want to point out with like Ignatius, like, not that I'm saying it's not that it's bad to be like, dude, it's going to be all right. And like that, like, you know, give that sort of comfort, like that can be okay. But like, I think for a lot of people, like sometimes those things can just seem like, um, I don't have the right word, but like niceties. Right. It just seems so like are... niceties, like, or I don't, I can't think of the word that I'm trying to think of, but like it, they're, yeah. They're in the book, they're considered invalidating responses. Like they, they mean well, but like how they hit is like, is, is whack, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, you'll be fine. Just keep your head up. Oh, don't worry about it. These people mean really well. However, that does not actually you know if someone said that to you would you actually feel better oh don't worry about it stop 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 caring about it it's gonna it's gonna pass soon okay like, okay. <laughs> okay thank you i feel amazing now that you said that person yeah you're the best <laughs> you're the best my problems were dumb right because that's how it comes <laughs> off it's just like well apparently like my problems aren't real problems they're just dumb um yeah, because I mean, like, I've definitely been in that position. And, you know, like, and again, it's not bad when you're trying 
to say those things and you're that you're trying to help people in the first place. It's just like, you know, we're talking to Ignatius and we're talking about this so that it's like we can learn better skills and tools to actually more effectively help and validate people like who need the validation, which is everyone. All right. Yeah. All right. So essentially, I mean, this is, um, I, I like I like teaching this as a class. Maybe I'll have some classes in the future, just hosted to the the public. Yeah. Uh, essentially, like, essentially, when you're holding space, he gives a four step method, which is just listen empathetically. Like, what it, just really truly listen, hear, and understand, validate what that emotion is, and if appropriate, offer advice, feedback, and then lastly, you just validate again. Like, thank you for um, sharing something or sharing that with me. I know that might have been tough. That, was, that sounds like it was a lot for you to carry and deal with. So I appreciate you uh, sharing that with me. I'll be here. You know, people say things like that, like, you know, I'll be here whenever you need it or if you need an ear sometimes. I got you. Like, yeah. Oh. Right? It's nice. And the, the thing is, like, when you, like, because it's hard, because, right, like, let's let's talk about mental illness a little bit like say when we get into that space and those spaces or when people like need to talk about really like dark things it gets it's very hard to talk about anything dark right like about your mm. mental illness about like any trauma you've been through and so i feel like um it's really important how you approach holding space for someone because it's just like and it's not you know we all try our best but it's just like when you do it right and when you actually make people feel heard when you that like when you validate them when you feel like actually make them feel like you actually understand and actually care like those words mean more like you can't control like how they're going to interpret your words but like they're like you can definitely like have a better approach like you know, like a, an approach with like more understanding. Cause like a lot of us don't want to talk about like our mental illnesses or what we've been through because we feel like, you know, like people, yeah, people say that they'll be there for me, but like, I don't really believe them. I think they're just trying to be nice. Do you know mm. what I mean? Cause like, or like, and, and you know, some of that is just like on the person too. It's just like, well, I'm just going right. to mind read and just be like, this person really doesn't want to be there for me. Like I'm such a burden. And like, that's, that can't be your fault, you know, like that's not on you. But also I feel like there are ways where we we mean to come off sincere, but it's not coming off sincere. So it's just like mm -hmm. learning skills that like Ignatius like just like taught us and like walked us through. Like I think they're really important. Cause I think a lot of us are like trying to do our best to hold space for other people. We just don't know how to yet. Cause again, like what we talked about in the beginning they're not things that are taught to us. Like they're not taught at school. Like, and most of our right. parents don't teach us cause they don't know either. Like they just don't. Yeah. Yeah. On, um, on that note, like of everything that's been talked about to like kind of wrap up, you essentially take, you take that model, right. Of like justifying of like, like identifying emotion and justifying it and putting that back into yourself. And that's how you validate yourself, essentially. Right, so like, oh, of course I would feel that way. Like, this person pooped up my lawn. Like, of course I'd be pissed. I'd be so, <laughs> I'd be so pissed that I have to pick it up. That's rude. <laughs> my improv skills uh coming to life oh my god Ignatius that's the best thing ever Do, everyone forget mm. the rest of the talk just remember the poop thing. <laughs> I'm just kidding I'm totally just kidding but it was really good that was really funny <laughs> yeah so. yeah yeah you're you're totally you're totally spot on about like you know the dark the dark conversations and like talking about mental health and um you know this is part of it this is part of that conversation like if we want to talk mental health just validating someone's part of that conversation like for real for reals and and i feel that if you're you know you value your friendships your relationships and you want it to function more authentically and also you know 
very much thrive yourself. I feel like doing this type of work is very important. I, I feel like it's very underrated because no one's making us do this work. But, no. But you, you and I are like, oh, yeah, no, we went through <laughs> some mental health stuff. So, like, we, we realized the importance of, of learning this stuff and sharing it. So that I think I'm, I'm grateful that you brought me on to be, even be allowed to share this stuff. Yeah, dude. Like, I love it. Like, I love talking to you about it. Like, I was really sad that that podcast didn't go through because I was like, no, this is amazing. Um, maybe in the future. Um, but and I'll mm -hmm. definitely have you on if you want to come back on again because, like, it was super fun. Yes. Um, but, like, yeah, like, you know, like, follow Ignatius, like, on his Instagram right there. Um, but also, like, yeah, thank you. Thank you for coming on and sharing all this all these different skills like and i feel like a lot of people think that mental health you know like that is just so like esoteric like it's it's not tangible so you can't do anything you know like people end up just going like ah like it's not like your physical body so you can't really do anything and it's just like no mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> that's not actually true like there's skills that you can learn and um you know he Ignatius obviously has a lot of skills. A lot of skills that I learned are from dialectical behavior therapy. Like those were, is where most of my skills came from. Like I did CBT too, cognitive behavioral therapy, but you know, like dialectical behavior therapy is like straight up skills. It's like, ready? Skills. You want to learn more skills? Here's more skills. Here's your next worksheet. And like, it seems, I feel like to some people, it seems like silly. Like you're going to do like a worksheet about your emotions, but it's just like, dude, it helps so much. Right. Right. <laughs> right yeah there's there's so much there's so much to be said about all this and i mean even allowing ourselves to tap into our emotions mm -hmm. uh which a lot of us don't allow ourselves to do so no yeah. no we don't keep this conversation going yeah this was like super fun and i'm definitely gonna have ignatius back because i'm pretty sure like you still have many more points on this thing <laughs> Like, Dude, I can talk about mental health info ever. Me too. Oh. Um, there is a question. So Andrew King, do you think it's unhealthy for real talk from a close friend if there's established rapport and trust? Sometimes as an overthinker, it helps for someone to give me straight, even cut it short if I'm spinning in circles. I'll let you answer first before I give my opinion. What's up, AK? That's my homie. Uh, so, no, it's not. It's not important unhealthy to get real talk if you establish that you enjoy real talk right because i i personally like it when people are blunt to me even though it hurts like do not sugarcoat that uh piece of pie for me like i just want to get it so no it is not unhealthy i want to make sure i answer this correctly yeah. So, I mean, if that's the way that you like to be validated and you like advice given to you, you can very much like let that be said or communicated in your conversation. Um, especially if you see like, cause sometimes a friend might be like, they don't want to step overstep boundaries. Right. Like mm -hmm. sometimes I'm that friend, but if, um, if you and you're emotionally, you have that emotional literacy to ask, Hey, um, like, tell me what you really think. Like, I won't, I won't be offended if you like, just tell me straight up what you think, because this is really important to me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's where the healthiness is because it's being communicated. Like you are aware of like what you want, what your needs are, and you're communicating that need. Um, what? <laughs> Okay, roast me up by popping angles. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, I'm going to say what I think. Um, I agree with Ignatius. Like, I do. Like, I agree with Ignatius. I think what's really important when you're trying to hold space for someone, be part of someone's support system, be someone's, like, caretaker, any of those kind of positions, like, you really have to know your person. Like, you know, like, mental health mm. is interesting and very individual. You know, like, it's like, I... I like Ignatius, like when people are blunt, but not everyone likes that and that's okay. And I think it's really mm -hmm. important also like to keep the communication open, right? Like, cause say like, yeah, you do know your friend and you know, like mostly like maybe they do need, right? Maybe mostly like Ignatius does need someone to be blunt with him, but also like being like 
trying to be an effective listener too and like see how he's reacting too because maybe this is something where like that doesn't actually apply this day like this is actually like this is this is not like a look at his face you know like read it like you and like also ask like if you feel like hey like was that too much like what do you really need like um ignatius said like communication is really important than like to that because even like when you know people and you because like I, I get like that a lot where it's just like dude I know you and I know what you need but at the same time like trust and rapport like you can't you you want to make sure that you're not crossing into like just making assumptions now because mm. people also change and like some right. some things and some topics like it's not streamlined for each individual with how they'll react so that's very true yeah there is that like use your best judgment piece there too mm -hmm. real talk can be precursored with not trying to hurt you but this is my opinion would like to hear your thoughts um then blunt thing said beating around the bush can be rejecting a bid yeah and like and like that's the thing too like with talking about it like you know like again with what ignatius said like you got to ask like, Hey, is this person looking for advice though? Or are they looking to vent? Because it's just like, if they are just like an event and you try to give any advice then it's like already invalidating. Right. Cause again, like you have like the wrong listening ears on mm -hmm. like, this isn't what they need. And like, I mean, it's tricky, right? It's not simple. It's super not simple. Oh yeah. So Chris is saying, uh, we have talked about how to train your friends to tr treat you train your friends, how to treat you and checking with how you want to receive things. Yeah, so um, so Chris is one of one of my uh, best friends, my soul sis. And uh, one thing that we, we talked about is you essentially train your friends how to treat you. Like, like, let that sink in for a little bit. Like how you interact, how you respond, how you communicate, essentially, like that's what's going to be happening in your relationships. So for me personally, I value... I value vulnerability so much in my personal life. So that the way that I communicate with everybody is very vulnerable upfront. And mm -hmm. oftentimes I get that, I get back that back in return. And a lot of my friends will say to me, like, you know, I never talked about this to anyone. Um, or like you, you push me to like go further. And it's, it's because of that. Like I established that this is the type of communication I want between my friends. Right. But you can't get that unless you're vulnerable yourself with stating what you want, what you need in your relationships, your communication. Yeah. And that's like so important. I feel like people don't think about that enough. Like, well, you know, like there's a lot of like toxicity around like the understanding of emotions and like just a lot of people thinking emotions themselves are right. toxic, but they're not. Mm. They're just emotions like they're emotions they're things we have and we need to learn how to like right. live with them and deal up. with them um yes so we're gonna end there because we add an hour we went a little past time if i had a little more time i would totally give it this has been really great and you guys have been really great thank you for coming um there are so many you, comments and stuff like like real good stuff from everyone I... so thank you so much um, I didn't even like see this all till now. Oh yeah, so I told I totally forgot you. Like you could totally like see the comments. But okay, so let's wrap it up. If you wanted to say oh, everybody's one awesome. Thing, Hello everybody. Yes. If you were gonna give one piece of advice, like, you know, go away with this, what would it be? Oh, it's concerning validation holding space. Yes. Wow, one advice is really tough. Um, <laughs> give I'm yourself. <laughs> Sorry, I would on. say give your give yourself permission to 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 fail because you are human and like in doing this and learning how to like validate turn towards. Sometimes when it, when something is very new to you, you'll be very robotic with how you hold space. Right. Because you're like trying to you're trying to learn, you're trying to practice as you go. So, like, give yourself grace as you are trying these things out, because these things aren't taught to us. But I promise, like, once you start recognizing emotional bids, 
and turning towards and validating that these things will make a difference in your life. But, mm -hmm. but right now, like you are very much like unlearning, peeling back those layers and like learning how to access that and making it your superpower. Yes. Yes. And where can we find you, Ignatius? Uh, you can check me out at in, on my Instagram. My handle is I, I, I dot Ignatius. That's I G N A T I U S. There you go. Yeah. That's He's probably like the best place to find me. I'm always, I'm always open for these mental health conversations and DMS and things like that. Yes. Yay. Thank you for being Yay. here. Like we loved having you obviously. And I will definitely have you again. Cause I know you have a lot to say and I liked talking with yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope this episode empowered you to better help your friends or even maybe yourself. If you want to know more about Ignatius, go to Instagram and search iii.ignatius or iii.ignatius. Um, if you want to find me, you can find me on Instagram as well under The Thoughtful Beast. You can also go to my website, www.thethoughtfulbeast.com. Until next time, make sure you guys are taking care of yourselves. Bye!